Well, you will have heard the news earlier. It was on the Weekend View and in-depth interviews taking place that uh, the African National Congress's Deputy Secretary-General, Jesse Yasmin Duarte, passed away in the early hours of Sunday morning and she will be buried this afternoon in Johannesburg, according to Muslim Rights. And we thought we'd try and get some uh, insights from our own Stephen Krotus. You know, he is, of course, a political analyst. He writes for various uh, newspapers, but he is also the breakfast show uh, here on SAFM and... Rumour has it he's also a mammal, a middle-aged man in Lycra. Stephen Krotus, thank you so much for joining us. Michelle, good morning and thanks for giving me the chance on quite a sad day in a way. So you say quite a sad day. What does it mean for you? What are your own personal stories of Jessie? I I love the fact that her real name, well, one of her names was Yasmin, which is the most beautiful name. What are your stories of her? You know, when I saw the um, WhatsApp group, and, and for me, um, one of the tragedies of WhatsApp over the last two years and during the pandemic is how many times I've switched it on and seen that someone I know has passed away. And there have been yeah. so many, and so many that we haven't paid enough attention to. And so many of them have sort of cut me to the heart, but for some reason, Jesse's death actually um, cut me deeper. And I think, I think for a couple of reasons. Yeah. I think the first one is that I'll always remember Jessie Duarte for being a fighter. She was yeah. a fighter, and she would have fought to the bitter end, and she fought about so many things. But there was something underneath that that I don't think people always saw in the media, you know, um, which was that there was a very human person beneath it. Great. So many times, um, her and I would have had a difficult time, or an organization I was working for would be in a fight with the ANC, but she'll still come and be very warm, very welcoming, make peace. She had, she did have an ability to make peace. Wow. And, you know, making peace doesn't get you the headlines that making war exactly. does, you know. When you exactly. have a fight, everybody hears about it. Um, and, and I will always remember, I think, three things. The one is that she, she was a fighter, and she was always going to fight her corner. And can I just say, Michelle, um, and I say this as a man, but she, growing up as a woman in the generation that she did, in the time that she did, in the society which told her to be sort of a second-class citizen, a long race, a long gender. She was never going to accept that. And thank God she didn't, you know. Um, thank God she didn't. Uh, I, I thought that was astonishing she had power. The second thing was just the, the sort of warmth and, and humanity that she would display, often at really difficult moments. Yeah. And the third thing, and, and I know uh, some of my journalist colleagues will disagree with me, but on her day, Jessie was, I think, perhaps the best spokesperson the ANT ever had. She, she had moments where she could communicate so clearly and so, so analytically, and she could convince you. You know, um, sometimes people think being a spokesperson is just defense. It's not. It's trying to change the minds of the people who listen. Yeah, exactly. And she understood that. She was so good at that. And so for all of those reasons, I think it's, it's, those are three of the things I remember her for. You know, it's it's so interesting. You you talk about, you know, how she's been described. And certainly in the last hour, we've heard many politicians talking about her. And we've, they've spoken much the robustness, the fact that she saw red as red and yeah. black as black. And that of Gwede Montache. But, and the fact that she was a fighter. And, you know, without wanting to, to have a hagiography, I think mm. that what is very potent is what you've noted in terms of her as a woman in a world which was in so many ways often a men's world. I mean, it reminds me of Sophia mm. de Bruyne. And I wondered, do you know how old she was when she got into politics at all? Uh, I don't. I know that she, she did do several things beforehand. Um, and she comes from, of course, 
uh, an illustrious family, you know, a family yes. that's actually suffered a huge amount during the pandemic. I would need to check, but I think she is, she might be the third or fourth sibling uh, to pass away since the start of COVID. So in a very short space of time, yes, um, you know, it's, it's a family that's really suffered. Um, so I, I know that she worked as a bookkeeper for a while in a factory. I know she did other things before she entered politics. You know, you know, there's stories about Jesse Duarte that you sort of don't believe until you see them. Um, one of them was around Joao Rodriguez, who was a, a security police officer involved. You know, I think I think we now hold responsible for the Ahmed Timmel murder. Yes. Um, and he he said a few things in court, and she wrote on Facebook about being interrogated by him. You know, and sort of you don't know these stories until they come out. But she had those stories. She was right in the thick of it. She had those stories from her time. I mean, I remember when I saw that, and I was like, wow, I didn't know that about you, Jason. That you know, in the seventies, that had happened to you. Um, so she had all of these stories about things that had happened that she never spoke about. You know, it, it wasn't her place to come and talk about them. That wasn't how she was. You know, we, a little bit earlier we played Miriam Makeba, Luta Continue, and of course there's that line, people who give their lives. And in many ways, um, Jessie Duarte is one of those people who dedicated her life fully and totally to um, the politics of the day, the politics um, of the ANC. It's an extraordinary thing for someone to to do that. And as you say, there's so few personal stories that we wish we could hear more of. I think I think more might come out, but I think she was someone who didn't talk about herself. Um, and I think that you know that was one of her strengths in a way. It was never about her; it was about the struggle. Yeah. Um, and that's a really important thing, you know. That's a really important thing. Um, I mean, through all of the stuff that we've had, you know, with Zondo and all the rest, we've heard very little about. Her. I mean, I can't recall anyone yeah. saying this about her or that about her. Um, and I know we, we, we need to judge people more fully than just through Zondo. But, but I, think, I think for me, um, from the very beginning for her, it was always about ending apartheid. But the, it didn't end there, you know. Um, I remembered um, talking to her in the moments after Barack Obama was, was elected president of the United States. Yes. That was an important moment for Jesse, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think for so many people, you know, because it just was a symbol of something. And we can, you know, that didn't mean that the ANC wasn't going to be happy with Obama's policies. The struggle hadn't ended, but it yeah. was still important, if you see what I mean. And I think, in a way, that was Jessie, you know. Um, we forget sometimes that she was uh, Nelson Mandela's personal, personal assistant uh, during the transition. I mean, you know, the stories she must have, um, you know, from that time, I mean, the most amazing stories. Um, I remember when, when Madiba passed away and, um, and phoning her at 5 o'clock in the morning, she told me once she's always awake by 5. And I said <laughs> yeah. to her, you're going to regret that, Jessie. And I phoned her at 5 o'clock and I said, I'm really hoping that you already know. And she said, of course I know. And mm-hmm. I said, and I'm really sorry to, to bother you to ask to talk to you on air now. Mm-hmm. And she said, Stephen, of course I'll talk to you now. And I was like... In a moment where you must just be weeping, you know, weeping, yeah. um, she's still happy to do that. That was that was part of her strength, you know, Michelle. Yeah. That she had a, and I, I understand, you know, concerns about her, her geography, but she had real strength, Jesse Duarte. I think. Yeah. In closing, Stephen, if you had to say, choose three words for her. I mean, you may, I love that mm. you mentioned diminutive, or perhaps I thought of diminutive. Actually, this tiny yes. diminutive boxer. Mm. Um, T- tell us what you think those three words would be that uh, you would think mm. of when you paid tribute to her. So I would think she never stopped fighting, ever. She just never stopped fighting. She never stopped fighting for what she saw as right, and yeah. what was right wasn't about her. So she just 
never stop fighting for right, I think would be, you know, that, that would be, that would certainly be among the phrases I would use. Fighting for right. Stephen, are you on the side of the road right now uh, in, in the process of cycling from here to Cape Town or something like that? Uh, no, I'm on the side of a, of a bicycle trail. <laughs> I wish you all the best. May the bicycle thank trail you. take you from strength but thank to strength. You, but, but thank you for letting me talk about this. It's an important moment. I, I appreciate you doing it as well. That's our very own Stephen Hrotus. As you know, of course, he is the breakfast presenter during the week. He's a political commentator. And uh, some lovely insights and more personal stories to Jesse Duarte, who passed away earlier this morning.